0: So one random morning, I was sitting in my Bible time with my coffee, cozied up when no sun had risen yet, and I had this idea that I'm about to go work out, but I have so many golden nuggets that God just gifted me. And I know sometimes they're just for me, but sometimes I cannot wait to share them with you. I mean, isn't that what going and making disciples of all nations is, the Great Commission, right? So I decided I would jump on a Peloton so I can still get my workout in and still check that box for my habit building, my habit stacking, the atomic habits that build incredible momentum for my energy and for my sustenance and for my family and everything I'm connected to. So this is is your behind the scenes, your backstage pass, your not live, but still really good Peloton and preach moment. Okay. So you might hear me huffing and puffing, disregard that or not. Join me, start working out while you listen to Peloton and preach, and then you won't be distracted by my windedness. Just think I'm on the Peloton next to you or we're running just like, you know, not coffee combo. Okay, we're actually moving. So let's do the thing together. Let's move. Let's remain fit in faith by activating and not just talking about the activation. And hang out with me on Peloton. I'm live Tuesdays and Thursdays at 6 a.m. Eastern. And you can find me in my Facebook group, which is the Fit in Faith Network, just like the app. And if you don't have the app, get the app. Or hang out Instagram Live. Okay, it's really fun. Enjoy Peloton and preach. Come breathe hard with me. Let's go. Cool. Listen up. For such a time as this, we must grow our faith and business muscles. The self-help industry is trying to own spirituality and well-being. The entrepreneurial space is becoming flooded with business pursuits focused on success instead of sustenance. But the only one who can make us fully whole, fully free, and fully alive is Jesus. So I'm ecstatic you walked into this hypothetical gym today. I'm your trainer, Tamara Andress, also coined an entrepreneurial rabbi. Teaching the pursuits of God, which unveil our purpose and ultimately unleash our desired provision. This FIT acronym is for founders, innovators, and trailblazers. Here, marketplace ministers conversate and educate to build others from the inside out while also sharing their testimonies of endurance. So, while it's not a fitness podcast, I do surely care about your mental, physical, emotional, relational, financial, and spiritual health. You're going to hear all about it. If you're passionate about your becoming journey, leading others to greatness, and living a life of abundance and joy, then you're well on your way to being fit in faith. Let's hydrate.
1: I've just been sitting with the Lord the last several minutes, well, several minutes, couple uh, hours or so at this point, and it's, it's like something heavy on my heart. Do you ever feel like when a concept or something the Lord is like working out through you, it feels really heavy, but because he's God, (laughs) he's so much bigger than our little problem that, or not problem or perspective or reflection that it still feels light. It still feels light because it's so much easier to simmer with things open handed before the Lord than it is to closed fist, Sit in your own little bubble and mind and get trapped inside of that space. Well, I am here to talk to you about some things that are going on. (laughs) That's what I always do, right? It's like, what's live and in action currently, right now? And because it's on my podcast where I'm interviewing, uh, and I really get to just share my heart with what the Lord has been working through with me, I hope that it blesses you. I just... Prayed right before I came on, I was just like, you know, Lord, speak, because I don't plan these intentionally. So if you're hanging out for the first time or you're coming on repeat, I've got some of of you guys who are making this official. You guys are like buying bikes and (laughs) making sure it's on your schedule. And it's so amazing to see people prioritize their health while also running or biking (laughs) towards the Lord. I mean, he couldn't be more proud of your commitment, of your action, of your taking that leap of faith. So uh, I just know that this is going to bless you. Open hearts, open minds, and uh, let's roll. All right, I'm hanging out with, who is this gal? Shucks, I don't know this chick today, but she's got a rad hairstyle. And uh, my resistance is on 25, 28, cadence 95, and just... We're ready to roll. So if you're listening to this on the podcast and you're not here live with me, then I have one rule. You have to also work out while you're listening to this because if you don't, it just sounds weird listening to somebody huff and puff and you're just sitting there with your nice warm cup of coffee, okay? (laughs) So I hope that those of you who are sitting there with your nice warm cup of coffee, you start to move. I see Natalie's in the house. I hope you're on your bike. I see Kelly. I don't know if you got your bike yet, but so pumped to be riding alongside this thing called life with you. So here we go. Couple of things. I have been on this spiritual understanding of healing over the course of the last, essentially two months now, ever since the Grow for God, now known as the Founder Con conference happened, and I got to witness several healings occur I, I was like pursuing God out of this desire to receive a gift. How many of you guys pursue God in that way? In the sense that you're going to him, you're requesting something. And because you know that it's truly seeking his heart, you never feel, you never feel guilty about it because you know, God wants you to come to him with these desires and yet you're, you're trying to figure out like, God, why are you holding this back from me? Doesn't it feel that way? Like if you can't access it, if you can't get the answer, you, we, I said, let me just say me, I, because I don't know exactly. So to put some stuff in the comments and let's chat. Hey, Randy, hope you have a safe flight. Yeah. So if, if God is not responding, I am thinking, Hmm, I must not be spiritually equipped enough. I must not know the right scriptures connected this. I'm, I might not. I'm still a baby Christian in my brain. I'm telling myself this. Um, I create all these stories, and I'm like, perhaps God needs me to do this thing before I can have access to this thing. Do you do this? Like, it, it, it's almost we're trying to make sense, similar to how we would raise our children, right? Like. No, you can't drive a car. You have to be 16. No, you can't sit in the front seat. You have to be 13. No, you can't da da right? Insert. Because there's all these prerequisites. And just Monday, what is today? Tuesday? <laughs> yeah, that'd be yesterday. Maybe it was Sunday. Uh, I, was, I was, no, it was yesterday. Gosh, my days are long. <laughs> in, a, in the best way. He extends time. And so just yesterday, I was listening to someone by the name of Curry Blake and it's a part of a uh, training that I'm doing called uh, the Sun, the, what is it called? Shoot, Jesse. I know my teacher. <laughs> my teacher is Jesse Wood. He's incredible. Um, it's called Sonship, but I'm thinking there's a specific name. Oh my gosh. All right, I'll have to drop it in the links later. It's totally eluding me right this moment, but absolutely amazing. The League of Suns. There you go. Thank you, Jesus. League of Sons. And yes, daughters are inclusive. We are all emulating the sun. And so Curry was talking about this idea that totally wrecked me in correlation to my book. So I wrote this book, I wrote it for three years. It's been out since fall of 2021. It's already had its first birthday and it's actually progressing into a whole nother arena this year, and I can't wait to reveal all the goods. But essentially, in connection with a publishing house and our publishing house connected to an imprint, it's uh, it's all this language that may or may not make sense to you. Regardless, get excited for it um, because it's going to be a whole new rebirth of it, which feels so good. I'm going to have to process that the word, the language that I just used, connected to it. I speak to revival, but the rebirth feels. Feels emotional, actually. Uh, anyway, I was sitting listening to Curry, and the book is called *Always Becoming*. And the concept is that, like grace upon grace, from glory to glory. Like we're gonna go through the highs, we're gonna go through the lows, we're gonna go back to the highest top. We're in the process of seeking God, and there's gonna be new revelations, and we're always gonna be becoming more Christ-like. This is the process of sanctification and becoming um, more holy and not perfection, right? Like we know we're not capable of perfection. He is the only perfect one. And yet we desire perfection. And this is a note for someone. We desire perfection. And the reason everyone's like, I'm a recovering perfectionist, <laughs> you hear people say this, is because you're actually desiring Jesus. It's like a, it's a void that's been a part of you since birth and you want it to be just right. You want it to be perfect, but ultimately what you're desiring is God. And so when we replace that void with him, then we're not pursuing our own sense of perfection. We're pursuing Jesus. Jesus. And Jesus is perfect. And by that pursuit, we become like him. And the world, like, it just spins more fluidly. (laughs) There's less friction. Your attention and peace is so good. All the fruits of the Spirit come when we pursue Jesus' perfection. And yet, Curry says this thing about always becoming. And that's immediately what thought in my head. He said, you are already who Christ wanted you to be when you have a rebirth with the Lord. Meaning the moment that you have your salvation, you're renewed immediately. You're reborn Christ-like and there is no becoming. You're already who he wanted you to be because guess what? The perfect one now dwells inside of you. And so now you're the vessel that he has always wanted. You're in relationship. You're in union with Christ. You're in communion with the Lord. And therefore, there is no gap. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, did I write a book? Did I sell a book to thousands of people? And the idea is not from God? Hmm. What a break. Because nothing that I do, I want to be out of context biblically, which is why speaking live like this can sometimes be a little nerve wracking because I'm like, what if I say something wrong? What if I guide someone down the wrong path? And God says, trust me. Stop trying to trust yourself. Trust me. I make way the right righteous paths, right? And what you hear, I believe I pray over it is exactly what he wants you to hear. And from that, your spirit can be lifted and perhaps convicted to walk into your higher calling. So I sat with that idea. Sat with the idea that perhaps my book needs a new title, and I have an opportunity to do that with this rebirth of it. Or was it exactly from the Lord? And I just need to have a new eyes to what Curry Blake is teaching because my belief and, and Curry's belief and the biblical understanding is that there is this gap between now and like truly meeting Jesus. And I hear leaders and teachers, people like Ed Milet, who I love, who says when he gets to heaven, he doesn't want there to be a discrepancy between the Ed that God intended for him to be and the Ed that he became. And I've always loved that. And even people like Oprah, she talks about her becoming. And, and obviously, um, uh, gosh, Michelle Obama has her book called Becoming. I couldn't recollect that because I don't think that's connected to faith. But regardless, well, she's faith-oriented. What am I talking about? Um, so anyway, for Always Becoming for me, I was trying to allow people to realize that no matter where they are, There's more to go, and you don't have to belittle yourself. You don't have to feel invalidated by the place that you are currently or the lack in which you have. But from a spiritually sound perspective, doesn't really make sense. So as I went on this journey yesterday processing with the Lord, I said, God, why would you give me this? Why would you allow me freely to speak about this concept of always becoming, if that's not true. And in reflection, I had the revelation. This is important, my reflection is important because revelations come in reflection because you're quiet enough for the Lord to speak to you. But if you're just always going, always moving, never processing, really processing, instead of just sitting with the emotions and letting them stir, it's different. It's a different process, it's a different feeling, it's a different intention, I'll say. And he said this, you're right. I am dwelling fully and entirely inside of you. All power is yours because it dwells inside of you. All righteousness is inside of you. All authority is inside of you. What is becoming is not me because I am the fullness of who I am. It's the you, the flesh you. And therefore, it's not a growing. It's not always becoming based in growth, which is, I think if I thought about it physically or visibly or visually, I would think that it'd be like a growing of self, like a maturing of my kids, right? I'm thinking of stature. I'm thinking of height, but it's actually the antithesis. It's the submission. It's the dying of, it's the surrender of, it's exactly what Christ did. He came down to Dwell with us as man. So we had this opportunity to see what it's like. What should our life look like? The perfect one, right? There was no becoming of Jesus, even in his age development. He was and is and is to come. And simultaneous to that, it's the the revelation for us that in order for us to take on that full identity, Connected to healing. I'm going to circle back to that in just a minute because it's so powerful. We have to die to self. So always becoming is always dying. Let's just clear that air right now. Always becoming is always dying. I'm dying to my will. I'm dying to my flesh. I'm dying every day in the convictions and the gentle and sometimes not so gentle corrections of Christ. This is what Proverbs is all about. This is what the wisdom journey is all about. Just because I learn something new, doesn't mean that I'm becoming in stature more of Jesus. No, <laughs> your righteousness journey, your sanctification journey, it, it's already fulfilled in Jesus name. I'm declaring that for you right now. This is truth. The thing that's in the way of that is not age, is not spiritual understanding, um, or I shouldn't say that. It is spiritual understanding. It's not religious checkboxes, if you will. It's not how much you go to church. It's not how much scripture you know or don't know. It is the dying of self. Woo! This girl had resistance on high for too long on this Peloton Give me a water break. Mm. Is this making sense? Drop it in the chat if this is making sense to you. That you're saying dying to self, always becoming. <laughs> always becoming equals dying to self. Man, this is going to be really popular on podcast episodes. <laughs> Let's die together, people. Let's literally bury our flesh so that we can exist in the Christ-likeness that dwells inside of us so that Christ can actually have his way here on earth as it is in heaven. Cause isn't that the point? Isn't that the point? I need you guys to comprehend this for this next part to take root and for you to actually activate and the church man, the church has to activate. And I know for some of you, when I say the church, you immediately go to that, like four boxed wall, that place where people hurt you, that place that you got kicked out, the place where you felt rejected, the place place that got abandoned you, the place that said the wrong thing to you and ruffled your feathers so you never went back, the place where the pastor who was the main pastor of the building was acting in his flesh and wasn't becoming. In fact, he was operating out of that place of personal will or personal desire and it shocked you to the core that you no longer trust this four wall entity called the church secret that is not the church it's not people have called it the church they've made it the church the iglesia but christ's intention was for you to be the church you personally be the church So if always becoming, which is always dying, is synonymous to Christ-like dwelling inside of us, the church exists here in this dichotomy, in this beauty, in this knowing that we cannot possibly be perfect and therefore the only perfect one to pursue and operate out of is Christ. And yet we're also an open-armed, open-doored seat at the table for people to come and dwell out of our compassion, out of our vulnerability, out of our desire to help steward. This is discipleship. Because if I know something that you don't know and I keep it to myself, that's not very Christ-like. Now, there is times where wisdom closes her mouth And this is important because we can't always be talking. I am learning and receiving way more than I am talking, which is wild, because I talk sometimes like seven or eight hours a day. But it is true because I wake up before the sun and I'm falling asleep learning as I'm processing with, with God. You always have an opportunity to learn. So if you say you don't have time to learn something new, and I hear people say this, it's the silliest thing ever, I don't have time to go back to school. I'm not in school, but I am schooled every single day. That is for sure. And so you do have time to learn. You do have time to receive. Those of you who are hanging out right now, you're learning. Hopefully having personal revelations. So here, all of this ties back to healing, okay? And why healing? Uh, I think my curiosity, I'll say, towards discovering my ability and God's intention through healing through miracles is not to glorify myself in an ability to do something, but more to heal. What I see is so broken, right? There's these spirit of infirmities. If you've heard this before or not, it's the person who's in a wheelchair who can actually walk but they are telling themselves personally or the spirit of infirmity has told them one time you can't walk. You'll never walk again. This could be through a doctor's voice. This could be through the enemy's voice speaking to them. Sometimes I believe it's through the apathy of the human, the flesh that still needs to die and recognize it's not by their strength, but by God's desire for them for them to walk, and so this revelation is so critical. But when we seek God about something, we better be on that always becoming, aka always dying journey, because it's not that He's holding anything back from you. He's not. He literally said to the disciples, "Everything that I am, you are. Go and." Go and flee, go, go and flee, like cast out the demons, go and heal in Jesus name. And the disciples, if you've watched the chosen, oh my gosh, it's so cool how life correlates. If you've watched the chosen this season for season five, season three, I'm sorry, episode five, but all the episodes, there's been a lot of conversation around healing and the disciples are like looking at their hands, like, I can't believe I just unblinded someone I can't believe I just raised someone from the dead I can't believe I just cast out demons with my hands but the always becoming journey would remind them that it's not their hands it's Christ's hands and so this is critical why because for a month and a half going on two months now I've been seeking and requesting something from God that I already have Yeah, so silly. Makes zero sense. But this is the journey. Are you processing this for yourself? Don't just listen to me. Listen to your spirit. Listen to God speak to you. You already have what you want. You already have it. It's already in you. He is already in you. And if you're listening to this, you're like, what and who is she talking about? I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about the fact that he dwells inside of you. I'm talking about the fact that you have all power, potential is inside of you to operate like Christ. What's holding you back from your flesh is your faith a mustard seed. A mustard seed of belief has to go into this in order for him to show up. So the next part of this, when I realized, oh my goodness, I've been waiting for some like magical anointing. (laughs) I've been waiting for even an opportunity to present itself again. So limited, so limited. So I don't run into somebody in the wheelchair. So I have no power to heal or I have no, no place to heal. But yet my desire in talking through this with the Lord was that I see people broken and dying and needing life around me every single day. And they're not in wheelchairs all the time. And it's not to say that the person in the wheelchair is intended to fully walk. Just like little James in The Chosen, he was had a limp. And God said, how much greater is it for you to go out and heal in my name And you personally not be healed fully. You're healed because he said you're healed in the spirit realm. You're fully healed in me. Your eternity is with me. And yet from a physical eyesight, sure, there's a limp. Sure, you might not have all the exact beautiful words when you speak. Sure, there might be things about you physically that you don't love. I understand Christ understands, but he isn't calling you to be perfect. He's calling you into him to exist in his perfection. So stop trying to earn something from Christ. Stop trying to get something, some magical power. He's not holding back from you. It's just like the prodigal son. When he comes back, Doing his own thing, gallivanting around, spitting all his money, you know, sex, slaves, uh, rock and roll, drugs, all the things. He's a drunkard and he's put all of it out into the world. And he felt so much shame eating pig muck while becoming a pig farmer because that's all he could do to have money and food. He was so broke. Meanwhile, he knows his father has all of the riches in heaven. Now, in the physical mind, he has all the cattle. He's got a clean, warm bed. He's got the food and the home and the love that he needs. He says, even my father's slaves are treated better than I am right now. And so he goes home. He goes home, and that's where you're being called every single minute of every single day. That's what always becoming is. Home is less of you and more of him. And when he comes home to his father, his father holds nothing back from him. Nothing. He says, here's a ring and a robe. Let's kill the fattest calf. Let's have a party. I'm just so grateful you're here. And in that moment, he gets to experience the fullness of Christ, the love, the compassion, the no shame, no guilt. Come, let's have a party. Let's commune together. And then out of that place, he gets to operate again in full authority. He didn't say, you're going to have to be a slave for seven years, my servant, and then maybe we'll talk about your blessing. Maybe then we'll talk about your authority on this family property. No, everyone from the community came back and said, he's been restored. He's back in his father's right hand. This is a celebration. And so my curiosity to you is like, are you ready to have that celebration to be fully in the knowing that everything that's God's is yours that you can operate, and you can heal, and you can cast out devils, and you can prophesy. You can do these things. And it's not by your figuring it out. <laughs> you know, I used to fall asleep for years watching YouTube videos of people doing healing and prophesying. And it didn't make me more spiritually equipped By learning what someone else is capable of doing. This is a note for someone. The person who's like the learner, the junkie of all things. The more I figure it out from this person or that person or this teacher or that person. Because they've got it figured out. Because they have all those followers. They know exactly how I am supposed to show up on social media. Oh yeah, because they have the seven figure business, the six figure business, whatever meets your soul right now, then, then I need to follow what they did because their system must have some secret sauce that I haven't figured out yet. Oh, wow. He is definitely more sound biblically. His doctrine is so, so rich. I need to just sit under his teaching and then everything, I'll consume it and I'll just reteach it. And then people will listen to me. They don't have a social influence. None of that makes sense. Because all of that is putting man in front of God. And God says, I have so much to teach you. Get in my word, child. (laughs) Sit with me. Now, I listen to teachers all the time, and I think it's really important. But when I listen to teachers, if I didn't already example this for you today, as soon as I heard that from Curry Blake, I went, God? (laughs) I literally cried out immediately. I also reached out to Jesse and was like, Jesse, You're either a really bad friend for not telling me that the always becoming train was not true or biblical or I need your help. (laughs) Either or he laughed, we laughed about it. And then I told him the new deposit that God gave me and he's like, good, good, good. You're getting it. I'm learning always, but I'm not trying to learn to be like someone else. I'm learning to be like God made me. And ultimately I'm learning to be that surrendered vessel For him. So I know some of you guys follow me and I don't even know if you'd still be here at this point. (laughs) Some of my followers are with me because of my business. They're with me because of how I teach about business building and taking your dreams and your visions and bringing them to life. And they've watched me bring so much to life in what feels like to you all a supersonic speed time frame. And they want that hasn't always felt supersonic to me. There's often days where I'm like, "Gosh, this is taking so long. But again, such is the journey of becoming like Christ, right? It's it's, while he dwells in me instantaneously. I can't instantaneously be like him because there's all of this body in the way. (laughs) There's all of these old mindsets. So always becoming is the renewing of your mind daily. So when it comes to business building, and how my faith intersects there. Many of my close friends have been a part of this journey watching as business was for a long time my God. I'll be honest. I had I had positioned my titles, my accolades, even the pursuit of money as my priority. My priority because I thought that was my comfort. My priority because I thought that was my identity, my priority, because I thought at some points, this is what will make my business. This is what people need. This is what people want. And there's an element of truth to that because I think even my my friends and brothers and sisters who follow the Lord, who, who really are dwelling with Christ, need applicable knowledge and strategy to move themselves into a uh, uh, understanding of business principles and practices and how does that work and how do you grow a community and how do you start a podcast and how do you develop, right? How do you disciple? How do you take your gifts and talents and put them into an experience that then allows you to catapult in the trajectory that God's given you vision for? I know when I started, my heart was pure the reason I can say that and why I'm telling you this now is because I'm at a whole nother point and I won't say level because uh, I don't think that there's hierarchy in the kingdom or the way that God sees you versus me. I know that there's not, he loves us so much just like the prodigal son. He loved his own son who never left his home, who never, you know, um, lost his money or gambled his life or any of those things just as much as his one who left. So that's where comparison will kill you because God doesn't compare us. He loves us so much uniquely and divinely, and he's purposed you for something amazing. And so when I started this pursuit for fit and faith, I was talking with a friend yesterday and she reminded me of how I'm kind of at this rebirth. This cycle has now come to fruition and I know if you know anything about cycles that our our lives actually operate in a cyclical way a lot based on seasons, you know, this, um, for women (laughs) based in cycle, uh, from a maternity perspective, I mean, I could go on and on and on based on the cycles of our life, but there's also the negative cycles that you can get in stuck loops and you can't get out of Jesus is the answer out of a cycle that is plaguing you. Okay. And he also, even in the cycles of the world, can create something magnificent that changes any of that in, a, in an instant, like the ideas of the cycle and rhythm and cadence of tides that Moses was able to split the seas, right? Like this is a really big example, but true. And so the reason I'm telling you this is because when I started the small beginnings, small beginnings, I feel like I'm in small beginnings right now which might seem crazy to you. But I, I brought together about 30 women into a room and they didn't really know why they were coming. It was the beginning of the year, so the new year it might've been like January 7th or something of 2000. Gosh, was it 18? I think it was 2018. And I encouraged these women to come and that they were going to find out what I was going to be sharing and I was getting the agenda ready and I had no other way to open it other than to start Proverbs 31. And I read Proverbs 31 about the Proverbs 31 woman. And I said, I'm going on an adventure and I'm just going to invite you along. But the reason I'm inviting you along is because I see greatness inside of you. Now, not every single person in that room was really operating with Christ yet, but a majority of them were. And there was people crying. There was people who were like, wow, someone sees in me what Christ sees in me. And ultimately that's that Christ-like spirit. I see in you, the Christ in me sees Christ in you. And we're like, together, that's the body of Christ. We operate as one. And so... I called this out in these women and we just, we lived life together. I had a membership that launched at that point and it was a business training. It was business training. We got together two times a month and tomorrow I am starting something very similar. I am not tying a financial price to it. It's literally free. It is currently an invitation experience only. There's no marketing on it. You're never probably going to hear me talk about this in this same, same way, but it's for founders. It's for people who have the Christ that I see in them dwelling and they are affecting change in a massive leadership way through their communities. And we have to stop operating in these silos, even within the church. So we need togetherness and making a space for that. And so it's a start of something new, and so it feels like those small beginnings, but the dead, me, the old Tamara, has recognized that business is foundational to a lot of the things that we build in the natural, but Jesus is foundational to everything. And therefore, you've seen this shift in my energy. You've seen this shift in my voice. You've seen this shift in my social media presence. You've seen this shift in the way that I show up for myself even. And maybe you don't see that, but my friends do. And it's premised on the fact that business will always be a bystander to Jesus, to Christ. He chose the least of these to walk with him. And he taught them the kingdom business. He taught them the business of heaven. And that's the most important thing that I want you all to learn, whether it's through Peloton and Preach, whether it's through Always Becoming, whether it's through our podcasts, whether it's through our business retreats, our international retreats. I could teach you that strategy, and I 100% will. But the most important part is your being, is your identity. An identity connected to always becoming is what? Always dying. Because your identity is my identity. Our identities are the same, which is why it's really important for us to operate as the church. Vocalizing the church is so important. Instead of diminishing the church's lack of voice, stop thinking of the four walls and start activating. If Jesus himself sent out two by two, With the disciples. Why do you think your community is too small? Mm, I am speaking to myself. Why do you think that your access points to anyone are too impossible? If they had to travel hundreds of miles to get to where God was calling them to. Or where Jesus was telling them to go. You have social media. I can get to the world in the click of a button, by pressing play, by publishing a book. These are luxuries that disciples didn't have. And technology has deemed itself as an asset to the church. And the thing that is preventing you from operating in the entirety, in the fullness, is your flesh. It's your old mindset. It's your limiting belief. It's your lack of confidence. Um, Newsflash, if Jesus was here, he would have the most influence of any influencers you could possibly think of. He would have a third, essentially, of the population. This is not new news. But we act like because we're here operating for such a time as this that our influence is just it's not going to be as good until we get to heaven like God's just gonna he'll bless me in my little that is not God's plan for you it's not yes you might not be a millionaire yes you might not have millions of followers yes nothing in your life might ever reach a million but the descendants connected to you will Your legacy can. Eternity is a bigger number than a million. How about that for some truth? So let me share two personal things that brought me to share this with you this morning. One, my grandpa is back in the hospital and he's 93 years old. He's lived a full life but he doesn't know the Lord. And I'm going to come and do what I think the church needs to do more often and ask for partnered prayer to pray for him, that he meets the face of Jesus before, that he has a surrendered flesh, That he takes this moment of opportunity to always become. So that I can spend eternity with him because nothing else matters. His name is Don Cornwell. And he is a firecracker. He has, I think it's now like 31 great grandbabies. And... That is like Abraham, it's like Isaac and Jacob or specifically Jacob. It's all these descendants and it would mean so much if you guys would partner in prayer with me for him as he's in the hospital. And I think about my business in comparison to his eternity and I'm like, that's so stupid. It's so hard for me to witness to my family members because I feel inadequate and I feel like because they've seen me forever, similar to Jesus and their scripture about this, like it's harder for him to witness in his own hometown than it is for him to go even a city over. And this was exampled in the episode Uh, recently episode five, but that doesn't mean that I shouldn't. And if I'm always becoming that I have to die to these old mindsets, I have to die to these limiting beliefs. I have to die to the stories that I tell myself and I have to rise up in Christ and speak truth. And so pray with me and I'm going to activate because I would feel so much guilt and regret if I didn't witness to him. So that's one reason that I'm going to ask and be the church today. And my second reason is I was wrestling with something that I saw before I went to sleep last night. And it was this picture of a ton of thought leaders, influencers. If you're not familiar with this space, um, thought leadership is basically you have an idea, you have something grandiose and you're putting it out into the world and you're creating a community around this idea. So, um, for fit and faith, it would be this idea of mind, body, soul alignment to our business. So that's what founders are. It's founding Christ first. It's then, well, yeah, founding Christ first And then building a foundation of our entire life, including our business on him, and then bringing other people into that experience and them now being found. And so that's this beautiful cycle, again, back to cycles, of the journey with Jesus. And again, in the process of that growth is that dying of self. So it is an always becoming journey. And I saw this picture and all these thought leaders were there and it was People that I've looked up to for years in this industry, I followed for nearly a decade, some of them, and they were all together. And immediately I thought, gosh, how do I get an invitation to that place? What do they do differently than me? Why does it feel like their trajectory is faster or bigger? Or these are just my fleshly thoughts. I'm just being too, totally vulnerable with you. And I looked, I got closer, I zoomed in because the picture was really small to see. And I'm like, she's there, he's there. Ah, oh, I know some of these people, I've talked to some of these people. When's my turn? And then I saw one person that has blessed me by their ministry, and they love Jesus. And I thought, as I woke up this morning, so I went to sleep thinking those thoughts. And then I woke up this morning and he said, I've positioned the right person there. And it's not to say that he doesn't need me in that space. But when Christ is anywhere, he is there. And therefore... It's not necessarily a matter of how many people who love Jesus can come together and be a brighter light in one location. Are you guys referencing? If you're watching live, you see me drawing a box. It's the church again. I'm going back to the church. It's the fact that because he's already positioned and anointed someone into that cohort of people, it's not needed for me to be there. And maybe one day God opens a door to that place, but that's not what my intention should be. My intention is that where I dwell, I am planted and present so that his presence can be and precede me into those connections. And I think about tomorrow's founder experience and I think about the brilliance that will be in that room and I say, God, you've already given me what I've wanted, which circles fully back to your prayer life, circles fully back to healing and wanting that magical power. No, it's already yours. Everything that's his is yours. And so what it took for me just in the last, not even 12 hours, Dying to self to become like Christ so I can see like God. So I went to sleep dying, <laughs> which sounds wretched, but I was not a place of peace. It was just uh, a processing peace, and I woke up with the answer. This is what always praying, this is what having a heart posture of worship and prayer and, and communication with God 24-7 looks like. I'm sharing this with you because you are capable. If your eyes are open to this methodology, if your eyes are open to this practice, it becomes so much easier and so much richer to live life in this existence and this knowledge that Christ is speaking to you all the time. And the things that you're struggling with are often just things of the flesh that you have to let go of. It's old mindsets or it's current mindsets that need to become old, right? And it's often influenced by what you're looking at, hearing, receiving from other people, and comparing yourself to. Even if you don't struggle with comparison, which I wouldn't say that I do, it's in my eyeballs all the time. And so it's immediately like, close my vision. It's why I don't scroll I don't, I don't sit and scroll for that reason because I'll get into this mentality. And I'm like, oh, right? And God's like, no, you have all authority, all power in your hands today. And this is not to be abused. This is to recognize and be humbled by. Remember, fear of God is all struck wonder of God. Not to use this to build anything, Ultimately, just to use this to glorify him in all of our ways and all of our intentions and all of I could keep going, but I feel like I've landed this plane today and I'm grateful that you went on the journey with me. So thank you. And I'm also super expectant that it lights you up in a fresh way. In the reminder that everything you want access to, you already have. And to spiritually seek God in the unveiling of different elements of his character and different practices that we have access to ultimately comes back to prayer and worship. Prayer and worship. And dying to self. So... I'm going to charge us today. Let's go die. (laughs) Die to self. Always become like Christ. And the more that we surrender ourselves, the more influence we have access to. Not because we have more access to God, but because God will allow the vision and the desire of our heart to become all the territory in which we can sustain Right. I think I'm going through Genesis right now in the, in the year of the Bible and also Matthew and Genesis is, oh my gosh, I had no idea how many times it repeats in Genesis about the lineage of Abraham, the descendants coming as many as the stars are in the sky, as many as the grains of sands are on the beach. All of the people that were connected to the generational lineup. He said it to Abraham. He promised Isaac, he promised Jacob, and it just keeps going to Jesus. And then when it gets to Jesus, your name is there. Your name is there. Your children's name is there. And so when people say for such a time as this, they truly mean for such a time as this. Not back then, not in the future, but for the present moment. And the present moment can only be if you are willing to not be. And my doggy is barking. So I need you guys to hear this with all of my heart, you are loved, you are valued, all the riches of heaven are yours today. All of the desires that you have for your ministry, for your business, for your family, for your life, for your finances, they are all owned by the riches of heaven. And He is an abundant Father, He never runs dry. He never runs out. He is more than enough to share with every single one of his daughters and sons. And it is our birthright that we stand in this royalty and this knowledge. And the more that we die to our flesh, the more we become like Christ. And he dwells in communion with us. And we get to live in those riches here on earth as it is in heaven. The riches are fruit. The riches are sustenance. The riches are not what the world deems as successful And so will you completely let go of that mentality and focus on Jesus and focus on what he wants for your life and to recognize that ultimately it's about your descendants. It's about your lineage. It's about the eternal life of the people who love you and who you love. You are placed in those circles with intention. Be the light where you're grounded, where you're rooted And know that you are the operating healthy, healthy church. The church is not diminishing. The church is healthy. Because the church is in pursuit of their health with Jesus every single day. And that is you. It's why we're on the Peloton right now. So God, I just pray that you would just continue to reveal yourself. You would continue to allow the the pruning process for my brothers and sisters the, the rightful, gracious conviction, the correction that you draw us into to become more wise, to become more like you. I surrender my will. I surrender my flesh. I surrender my ideas and my limiting beliefs. And I just pray for my grandpa right now, Lord, as a witness to heaven, that you would send your angel armies to encamp his hospital, that he would know without a shadow of a doubt that you are alive and well, that he has an opportunity to dwell with his loved one, but more so importantly, an opportunity to dwell with you who is love. That he doesn't have to be alone. That he doesn't just go in the ground. That he can spend eternity with his descendants simply by knowing you peace that transcends all understanding, comfort in his body. Thank you for his life. Thank you for his story. Thank you for his testimony. I love you, Lord. You are good all the time. I thank you for my life. I thank you for your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that was nice. Thanks for praying with me. Thanks for being here. I'll keep you guys up to date on Grandpa. For all those listening today, again, just activate. Go die today in all the right ways.
0: Love you. Hey, y'all. It's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guests, and we will surely feature you on our Insta's. Hey, you might even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together and we appreciate the extra step taken. Thanks again for being a loyal listener, and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting, and I say we because the Fit and Faith team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith way. I found myself on a ledge three stories high at some condominiums, kind of contemplating my life. I- I- struggling to understand my purpose. Have you ever found yourself on the ledge? My name is Billy Yancey. I'm a caring father, mentor, and friend in my new podcast, Billy and the Goat. I share the life-changing events that shaped who I am today to remind you that no matter how far you've fallen, God can help you get up and thrive. Listen now at lifeaudio.com.